Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. Hello, I'm Heather Hadfield. And I am Champ Champenstein. We are here today in our second issue to talk about, you know, getting into comics. Yeah. A guide to getting into comics. Uh, it's based on a zine that we made for Omaha Zine Fest to help other people kind of traverse their way into comic books. I would like to say something first. My name is on this, but I didn't do any of the writing. This was all champ. But I I just, I wanted to point that out because this was all champ. <laughs> no, you know, and I, I don't, I don't think that's true at all because you read through everything I said and you made sure everything I said didn't sound like a complete idiot. I was a proofreader in this case. Which is fine. My, my name's on it, but I just wanted to put that out there. It is a talk comics to me joint. Yes. It was a, it was a group effort. Thank you. Okay. I'll take that. It was uh, a group effort. Uh, and so this podcast is kind of to just jump off from there because the guide was pretty short and we wanted to, you know, just talk about it a little more in depth because um, I feel like when... You're discussing it rather than reading it. It's easier to understand what someone is trying to say. Yeah. It is easier to understand once you're kind of talking about it and bouncing ideas off of each other. And that was the nice thing about making this guide was getting lots of introspectives into why people don't get into comics and what kind of scares them off. And also those little tidbits from others who have been collecting comics and those things that they have found that are helpful for them or help would have been helpful for them when they were like first starting yeah. to yeah yeah that makes sense yeah so so without further ado these are the things we will be talking about today the main thing that we got from our questions of why people didn't get into comics or felt kind of scared of getting into comics was the idea of being overwhelmed that there was there was too much out there and that there were too many things that they weren't sure that they would like or dislike and we kind of want to like quell those fears a little bit because there there is a lot of content and we both understand that even as people who have been reading comics for a little bit of time Oh, yeah. It's it's very easy to get overwhelmed if you don't know what to do. Yeah. And I and especially if you walk into a shop and you don't even know where to start. Yes. We're going to be talking about ways, different ways that you can purchase comics so you're not spending more than you want to, because that is also something else that a lot of people run into is when you're first getting into comics, you kind of just want to absorb everything. We're going to help you. Please, and please don't. Don't grab everything off the wall. <laughs> that is the most important part here, is we want you to get into comics, but we don't want you to just bury yourself in comics, because that is not the most ideal thing. <laughs> and that will also overwhelm you. Yeah. That will definitely overwhelm you. Uh, the other thing about like going into a shop and trying to find something you're looking for is navigating the wall and the shop itself. Because you can walk into a place and not know where their new comics are, not know where their even main issues are. or So I think finding your place in the comic shop and where to go when you walk in is the most important part 
when trying to find comics, especially if you're going to grab single issues. Yes, and every store is different, and the way that they set stuff up is different, and that leads us to this next thing that we're going to be talking about is, you know, interacting with the people who work in comic shops. Getting help when you know that you need it. Yeah, and I think that kind of can be a very, very scary, scary part of a comic shop is interacting with its employees. They're not that hungry. (laughs) No, they're probably honestly just as scared as you you know we're we're just like spiders you know we're more scared of you than you are of us (laughs) i've always just wanted to compare myself to a spider (laughs) i saw an opening and i took it and lastly we are going to give you some suggestions of books to read based off of things that we've read and stuff you know and so if you don't like it that's cool uh we also are doing weekly live videos every wednesday every new comic book day (laughs) did i say it right yeah okay i I thought i like fudged up and said free comic book day again only free comic book day once a year i keep thinking it's every wednesday but yes every wednesday we do our our live video of our picks and polls which do give you suggestions and a lot of the books that we do suggest are ongoing series that you can just pick up at the shop i highly suggest listening to to those as well if you're interested in getting into comics yeah we're full of suggestions Non-stop. Non-stop suggestions. So, we're going on to before going into a shop and finding a shop, researching comics. Yes, that is uh, very important. I feel like reading about the comics that you want to check out first would be ideal. I agree. I think another thing is to, I mean, at least when I was first getting into comics, again, I researched the top comics of that year and had found that Saga was on the top of that list and Sex Criminals. So those were the comics I first sought out and grabbed were those comics that were on the top of those best of lists. And I found them to be very good. (laughs) Very good. Yes. I still have not read Sex Criminals. Yeah. um, So I'm, I'm pretty sure that was how I like started researching comics too, was like I got online and because I had that issue of regression, it went from, I don't know, the writer of that to other things that he had done. And then from those, like the artists, I would like branch out that way, just yeah, finding stuff that I liked about each issue and then trying to find other things that those people had done. I found going into the shop more, I got more suggestions and could like kind of broaden those things and find things I did like and didn't like. And... Then working in the shop, I have a lot of like regulars suggest stuff to me and I, I'll pick it up and read it and just like, yeah, no, this is not up my alley. Right. And that's cool. Like everybody likes what they like. So I think with, you know, the finding a shop, it's, you know, one that makes you most comfortable. But once you are comfortable, you do find those employees that you kind of make a connection with. And once you start purchasing or getting like a certain amount of different comics they yeah. have an idea of like eventually what to suggest to oh you. yeah for sure because i mean like right off the bat I, this is what i do anyway is like when anyone asks me for recommendations i give them if i don't know what they like i give them my favorite ones mm-hmm. but i always try to include it like a variety of different ones yeah and and for me it's a little bit different because i uh 
I take that serving mentality and I always am like, well, what do you like? And since I have read so many books, it's, and I have so much like other content to come from, like a lot of times, especially if it's something somewhat nerdy, I have a vague idea of what they're talking about. So I can kind of place it in the zone and that's, that's something I like to do a lot, and that's yeah, that comes a lot of that comes a lot from like serving people food because I I just want to give people what they want and what they like, and it's that's a cool thing about books too is like it's different than food because I love serving people food and giving them that thing. <laughs> I I fed you today. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. I I do love feeding people, <laughs> but I do love feeding people like a weird a weird story. And if I can place a story that I like within their zone, that would be very, very cool as well for me. Um, see, I've never, I was never a server before, so I literally just suggest Thor to everyone because it's what <laughs> I like. <laughs> no, and I think, like, I just, like, I think that's a really, like, interesting idea is because when I ask people, I'm just like, well, what do you, like, when I ask them what they like to read, I do have a lot of people who are kind of, like, taken back because... I don't feel like that's asked of them often, but I think that's important because you can't just point people in something they might not like. I'm not trying to be an asshole. (laughs) No, you're, I'm actually apparently the one being an asshole now that I like sit and think about it. No, you're not being an asshole because you are, you are saying something you truly love and enjoy. And I don't think that's wrong at all, but I think. It's very important, especially within people's, like, reading zones and getting them into this thing that you understand what they like as well. Because, you know, they might love Batman, but they might not love, you know, the killing joke. I mean, who really likes the killing (laughs) joke? (laughs) I'm just saying, for for instance... And it's just, like, me loving all Tom King shit. I mean, I get it. It makes sense. I'm going to have to try a new approach so I can get an idea of people and what they like. And sometimes you just, like, don't know. And I think it's very, like, important to also be honest. And I think we just went on a rant. (laughs) We've been known to do that. So basically what we're saying is, Research the type of <laughs> comics. <laughs> Listen to your shop employees. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and we will get more into that. Maybe. Yes. But yeah, you know, find a find a shop that you're you're comfortable in. I happen to get lucky on my first try, and I've never had any problems with the people that suggest me anything. But I, I feel like the more comfortable you in, you are in a shop, the more comfortable you are like talking about the things that you like. Well, and I think, and more that you, the more that you come into a shop, the especially if you continue on the same days, mm-hmm. that's because that's how I started. Was I went on Wednesdays at almost the exact same day or exact same time every day, and so I knew the people that would be working. I mean, I had this idea that Legend was already fairly open when I went in there, and. I had a very good interaction with Dave (laughs) the first time I went in. So I had already felt very positive. And then I just kept going in on the same days and just 
felt very at home where I was at. And it didn't take a lot of research or energy because, yeah, I kind of lucked into the the shop I found. Yeah. Yeah, I made a sex joke on my first day and got <laughs>, laughs instead of booze. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. But I think that a lot of, like, kind of finding a shop in your area is, I mean... I guess find a local shop if you can. That's very, like, if, if you feel comfortable there for sure. And if you don't, please buy online or find a way to get comics because... Yeah, there's tons of places online where you can buy, like, new comics. Like, even, like, used shops. Yeah. The next thing that we're going to go over is spending the money on these things. And the money is the worst part about comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially when you just get, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I get into something new, I get really excited about it, and I just want everything. And I don't, I don't most of the time pay attention to, like, how fast stuff is adding up until I, like, check my bank account, and I'm like, where, where did all my money go? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a I'm a crazy obsessive person like that, mm-hmm. and I do, and, and especially when it comes to like fandoms and things I absolutely love, I will just go fucking go, crazy. Yeah, I will go nuts, and I've thankfully done a fairly good job when it comes to comics. I have not a hundred percent put myself in. I've gotten better and worse. I think I I fluctuate pretty hard. Yes, I, I definitely do too. Because sometimes I'm like, oh no, I'm not I'm not spending that much money, and then I'm like, oh god, I have absolutely no money. Where has this all gone? I'm like, oh, I haven't read like ninety percent of the things I have, and I'm broke. Yes. So what we're trying to say <laughs> is, it is very easy to get out of control very quickly, and we want to take away from the stress of that by walking you through how to decide what you want to buy. Yeah, and especially when it comes to single issues versus trades because there are very specific differences between the two. And one can be very, very expensive and the other can be a little less expensive. Yes. And there's also options that are free, like your friends, like the library. But I think we'll first go over a few things about single single issues versus trades and versus digital. Uh, I think the most important thing to remember about digital is most of the time it costs the same amount as physical issues. So you will be paying the same amount. Unless it's something that is very specifically on sale, which a lot of, I guess, comic streaming services. Yes. I'm using the quotation marks, air quotations. (laughs) I almost called them just the bunny ears. (laughs) I was using bunny ears. A lot of those services don't offer free comics necessarily, even with their unlimited uh, options. It's a lot of key issues or key trades, things that, you know, would obviously cost you money, but not them, 
much more than what you're paying for your service anyway. I guess if you're not wanting to collect physical issues, then digital might be the way to go for you. Uh, And if you're just looking for very specific key issues, then for sure digital is the way to go for you. I just love, you know, holding something in my hands personally. Yes, I am very much about that instant gratification. I love holding books, you know, comics. I love like being able to flip through them and feel the pages on my fingers. I can't get over that yeah and there's something about like seeing that art in person especially if I'm paying that money anyway Mm -hmm. I want it I want to be able to physically hold that in my hand that's that's that for single issues they can range anywhere in price from like $2.99 to $7.99 I have seen a couple that were like $8.99 and $9.99 but those are huge issues Um, not just like regular 32 page issues the one thing that we actually did not put in here that we should have was like some old issues, like back issues, can be even cheaper than that. But that's all dependent on like mm-hmm. the store that you go to and stuff. So it just, it really just depends. These single issues, um, they can come out once a month or bi monthly. Sometimes there will be events that come out like weekly. And then, you know, keep in mind that the comics do go on hiatus after a certain amount of issues and yeah. they can be. Anywhere from, like, one to six months, sometimes a year. Yeah. And and it's usually three, six to a year. I mean, and some comics have completely been canceled and just brought them back. Mm-hmm. So if you find a favorite series, this is kind of, especially the thing about mainstream series that sucks, is that they can be canceled without... Any rhyme or reason, and then they don't tell you. Yeah, which is yeah very frustrating, especially when you really like the story. And sometimes it can be in the middle of the story, so you might not even know that you are picking up a last issue of a book, but it is coming, which is very, very shitty. So keep that in mind, mainstream DC Marvel Fuck you sometimes. We want to get to the end of it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I'm sorry. It's good. But, yeah, sorry. Sorry, my dog. No, that's okay. The next part. <laughs> so what these single issues contain, each issue can be anywhere from like 32 to 80 pages. Most of the time, every month, you'll get a new part to the story arc that it's in right now. And I would say those usually last from like four to six or seven kind of pushing it issues. And that would be one story arc. And then usually after that, they, that's when they go on the hiatus for a while until the second part or the third part Mm -hmm, of the story mm -hmm. starts. Unless it's a 12 issue. (sighs) Right. (laughs) Yes. There are so many different variables here. We're going to just try to like Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it brief and simple. And it's... Sorry, it's frustrating. <laughs> it is it is so frustrating, it is, though. It's very frustrating. Especially when you're getting... Like, especially single issues. Single issues can be a weirdly daunting task if you don't know what you're getting into. And especially if you don't know a series is going to end or you pick up issues towards... Like, the beginning and the, the series get canceled. There's so many, yeah, just variables. Please don't let this 
turn you off from like buying comics though. No. We want you to buy the comics. We're just saying these are things that you might need to be prepared for. Keep in mind. Yes. It's, it doesn't always happen, but it might. I was going to say, I love collecting single issues because it gives me this like kind of weekly series feel. It's, it's, a, it's very rewarding, especially when you if you have a short series, for instance, you mm-hmm. know, like five or six issues, like when that issue ends or when that series ends and you get that last issue and you've gotten all of them and you can like line them up in your box. Like I always feel so full <laughs> when I have like the whole series and I can just like, this is my series guys. This is it. I, and I, I feel this way about saga that I've been collecting single issues. Mm-hmm. I just, it's like watching my show. It is. It's, it's my show. It's my soaps. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's my soaps. <laughs> I I love getting this book on a Wednesday and grabbing it and being like, let me talk to all my Saga fans. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to everybody who loves Saga right now. And then every time I see somebody who's behind me, bro, you got Saga? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly me. Like, I'm in the background like, yeah. Saga? So you picked up Saga. You want to have like a talk about this? You want to go sit in the coffee shop and read? Where are you at in Saga? You're on book three? Your heart's not broken yet. Okay. That's what I always do to Buffy because she's not caught up yet. And like every few months I'll like send her a message. and like, hey, you caught up on Saga? Can we talk about this yet? I really need to talk about this with you. I have a, I have a follower on Instagram who when she finished the last, last bit of Saga, she sent me a message and told me she had finished Saga. And I feel like there needs to be a support group. I do talk about Saga so much, and I that I have several regulars. I can't, I, I can't wait till they catch up, but I also, like, it's horrible. Yeah. When I, I like, <laughs> read that last issue, I was, like, at home that night, and I was feeling some type of way, like, super emotional, and DJ, like, got home, and I forced him into my room, made him sit down, and, like, handed him the first trade, and I was like, I just want you to read, like, this first chapter, and he was like, well, I kind of have to, I was like, well, I want you to read it now, and I, like, watched him, and he, like, he was like, oh, I kind of feel like I have to now, so I, like, forced him to read, like, the first issue of Saga, uh, Saga is going to deserve its own podcast because we've ranted about it twice. Yeah, we love Saga. Okay, so <laughs> on to this next part here. The thing about single issues is there's going to be a few extra, the bunny ears, extra costs uh, that go along with it. And this is if you are going to be seriously collecting these comics, like not Taking throwing them in the cart. Right. Trash. Yes. I, myself, when I was like getting back into comics and getting those single issues. I didn't do this right away and I probably should have because then Brayden would have never put his banana on that issue that I had and ruined three of my comics. Not the time, not the place. So a few things that you were going to need with these single issues. Sorry, Brayden. (laughs) I'll talk shit about him as much as I want. (sighs) Okay, so most shops... 
I feel like should have bags and boards for these comics. You can buy them single where people at the shop will like put them together for you and you can get however many you need for whatever comics you buy that day or you can be super extra prepared and buy a package of boards and a package of bags and do it yourself and that way you'll have a hundred of them ready for when you get a hundred comics. You won't you you won't bag and board them. You that is something that needs to be said. You won't do it. You'll have these bags and boards ready, but you will have piles upon piles of single issues of comics that have not been bagged and boarded, and they will sit like that for months until you overwhelm yourself, and then you'll do it. That's just the case with, like, Champ and I. Um, <laughs> no, that is 100%. Like, I think Heather was specifically staring at com- Ugh, like at least 100 comics that I don't have back to board right yep. boarded right now. Yep. And yeah, that's mostly my own damn fault. Bags and boards. Um, they are very important with keeping the integrity of your comics. Um, if you want to keep them safe, undamaged, bag and board them right after you read them. Um, otherwise, it will get out of hand and you it, just won't do it. And it also can just be like a, a literal cluttered mess if you don't have the space for it. I I thankfully have kind of the space for it where I can push it back where my comics aren't getting ruined, but... I it, am officially out of room <laughs> in my house. Yes. I, I, do, I do live in a... In a giant apartment by myself, that it that needs to be said here. Yeah, I live in a medium-sized house with uh, three grown men who are awful. So with the bags and boards, you know, <laughs> once you get them all bagged and boarded and stuff, you're gonna need to put them somewhere. So where are you gonna put them? Your comic boxes. There's two different sizes: short and long. The short ones hold about 100. I think. I think that's. I think that's right. I guess we should have research that yeah well because obviously you know like single issues can be different sizes too so it just really depends on the size yeah i i think it does hold up to 100 comics and if you're real good just shove them all in there (laughs) let's see if you can get 120 in there and then the the long boxes i believe can hold up 250 300 Mm -hmm. about that the thing the the bad thing about the long boxes though is once you do have it full it kind of loses its shape in the middle um, because it is so heavy that it's easy to just bend and it breaks. But that's if, I don't know, I think that's like a severe case of it. I have a long box and I got it because I ended up getting way too many comics. I haven't had any problems with it, but I do know several people like Champ who have had trouble transporting long boxes of comics when they're completely full. And it's not that I actually had uh, problems, like, transporting it. It was more like I was trying to move it from one place to another in my actual apartment. Yeah. So I just, if you're going to collect many, many comics, I personally suggest short boxes for, like, moving purposes, even storage purposes, unless uh, one of our friends kept their long boxes underneath their bed which is a weird thing but I mean, also if you not have underneath the bed my mat my bed is just a mattress on the floor <laughs> yes but if i'm you... fucking 17 yeah well my boyfriend maybe <laughs> the the mattress on the floor was brayden's idea because he didn't like being so high up i well my boyfriend loves being he's a princess on the pee thing <laughs> He's also a character from Game of Thrones, so just imagine that. 
Anyway. <laughs> I just keep getting distracted. One of my friends does keep his long boxes underneath his bed. I personally keep my boxes on a bookshelf. So I have short boxes on like a tool shelf, I guess. So it's fairly sturdy plastic shelves that I don't think are going to just stomp underneath each other. Otherwise, I would say kind of like a like stacking would work. Yeah, I have them just stacked on the ground. It's unfortunate drawers, kind of like file drawers, like what we have at, at Legend would be ideal. Storing com- like individual comics is not not easy and takes up a lot of room. Yeah, it really does. So you really have to decide... Is this the way you want your house slash room to look? Yeah. It should be, but it is it, it takes up a lot of room. And it's it sucks that it does take up so much room. So for single <laughs> issues, I wouldn't say a lot of the time, but some of the time, issues will have multiple covers. These covers are called variants. Sometimes the variants cost more, depending on like how many were made. Like sometimes there's one in every 25, one in every 10. But the thing to keep in mind is while the cover might be different, the interior art and story and everything that's going on is exactly the same. So you do not need to collect all the covers. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it's not necessary. That was one of the, not mistakes, I would say, because I don't consider anything I do a mistake. (laughs) But... When I was first, you know, like buying these single issues again, I I got very excited about some of the variant covers just because, you know, sometimes they are done by different artists and there will be several different artists doing each cover. Some of them are cooler than the others. So for a lot of the comics that I like first started getting, I would get the main cover and then I would get one or two other covers just depending on what it was. And I didn't do that for everything. I just did it for, I think, one or two series that I was into. And it was, you know, there's just my fucking problem. Yeah, and it's still, like, a weird mistake, though. Yeah, a lot of people do that mistake thinking that, like, each cover has something different on the inside. And that is not the case at all. It's all the same, just different covers. And that's that's a weird mistake I get a lot. Like, a question I get a lot is... Different covers means different things on the inside. But if it has the same number, it is the same exact comic. Yes. And most of the time on the covers, it'll... Well, I wouldn't say most of the time. I would say for a lot of the independent comics, it does say, like, cover A, cover B, cover Mm -hmm. C. So you can kind of gather from that, you know... They're all the same. Yeah. It's just different covers. And it's and it's unfortunate, too, because I think a lot of people think variant covers mean that they mean, like, they're worth more money. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not always the same. Right. Like, always the case. And and that's kind of the also the unfortunate thing about variant covers being more expensive is that they cost your shop more. Mm-hmm. And so, price obviously yeah, goes up. Yeah, the bit. price is gonna go up, and then it's just 
It's a horrible, horrible capitalistic thing. Yes, because you know, every variant cover that had Loki on it, I bought, regardless of whether or not I had the regular cover. I know. And they were always more expensive. Yeah, I know. I know. So yes, there's that. And that's and that's my like that is my main thing about collecting comics, especially in the beginning, is making sure you do not make this mistake. Do not buy multiple covers for the like lust and gluttony yeah. of it almost. And I know as a collector it might be difficult to, you know, look past that, but you've got it. If you don't want to spend that much money, you just stick with one cover. Usually the main cover is really cool. Yeah, and if you don't think the story is worth it either, like, that's my main thing. Like, if the story's shit, don't don't do it. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. I have been burned by far, far too many comics in in this. Like, I... I will not name a recent comic that did this to me, but I bought multiple covers of it because they were beautiful. They were very beautiful covers. Will you whisper it to me? No, because the microphone will still pick it up. ASMR. (laughs) I will tell you after. Okay, okay. But yeah, I picked up two covers of this book, and they were so gorgeous, and I loved them a lot. But the book itself was... Trash. Yeah, it was not that good. It was not enjoyable. And to have spent my money on it was very disappointing in that way. And it was very disappointing because, one, I had high hopes for the comic. And, two, that I had just spent my money on something that I I thought I would like. And then I absolutely did not. <laughs> I, too, have been bamboozled. There. <laughs> I too have been bamboozled. Yes, so it's it's easy to convince yourself that you need more than one one copy of a, a book because it looks really cool. But I would say take the one that you like the most. I have a problem with if I start a series with like cover A, I have to get all the other issues cover A. Sometimes cover B is way cooler, and I wish that I could mix it up, but I'm just not that type type of person. I can't do it. I I go back and forth. That's it depends on the comic. If I'm feeling like that's the weird Mister Mi- that's Mister Miracle thing, Mister Miracle. I did halfway through decide that I wanted to pick up both covers. Mm-hmm. I did and, that too, and I did that, and I I absolutely love that series. So I find it that is my budget choice and I made that and it was worth it. Yeah, I think I think that is like a, a special case, I guess, is like if you really do enjoy the comic, like if you think it's, you know, your favorite or whatever, I, there's nothing wrong with buying multiple covers. But you just, you don't need to do it for every series. No. And also, I guess another thing to point out is some comics have like, second, third, fourth printings, yes. and those covers will also be different. It's still the same story. It's still exactly the same as the first printing of whatever yeah. issue. It's just new covers. You don't need the first printing unless you're trying to flip comics. And if you're listening to our podcast, you are not trying to flip comics. And if you are, I love you. 
It's okay. Everyone does what they need to do, but you just shouldn't. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, if you're just buying comics just to flip them, if you're yeah, not like, no, enjoying them. If you're not them, enjoying then, them, yes, then, you know. Yes. Okay. Sorry. That, that went we're, on a lot longer. We're than not this. here to judge you. I am, but I won't say it out loud. <laughs> okay, so now we will be talking about the uh, the trades as opposed to the single issues or digital copies. Oh, so I'm doing this Yes, now. my mouth is dry. <clears throat> so if you're going to collect trades, trades are a little bit different. Trades usually cost between $9.99 and $24.99. They usually contain a lot more content, so you're not paying $9.99 or $24.99 for nothing. The frequency is a little bit different. They come out every three to six months, dependent upon uh, the single issue frequency. Trades are very, very dependent upon how your single issues are coming out on time. It's one of those things where if your single issues aren't coming out on time, your trade's going to be solicited and it might not come out on the same time. So if you're looking for a book and it's supposed to come out in March and it doesn't come out till May, be patient. It, it, most of the time it will come out. Yeah. It just might be a little longer than you expected. Trades contain between four and six issues. They usually have a containing story arc so something that begins with a and ends with b and it can be part of a long-running series so you have saga that starts at trade one and i think ends at trade nine right now yeah so it's one of those things where if you are getting into those books they can span a long period of time a lot of those trades do become reissued as bigger trades and or hardcovers. I know Saga, for instance, is a hardcover trade, and I think it has one through... It has... I think the third one either like just came out or is going to come out soon, because okay. I do remember seeing a picture of it. I think those hardcover trades usually look better on, on bookshelves, if that's like the aesthetic you're looking for. Yeah, they do look really good on bookshelves. And let's just... Brian K. Vaughn has some very good trades, so if you want to read Paper Girls, also read Paper Girls, because that book looks super good in trade. Just very, very bright. (laughs) Beautiful. So, yeah, trades are, like, you know, kind of think about trades as, like, you're binge-watching something. So you have individual issues that come out monthly, and then you have trades that come out every three to six months so you kind of are able to just if you want to read it all at once you can otherwise you can kind of like spread it out throughout time and i would like to add it also helps when i don't know like older like longer series and stuff it's very hard with those series like saga for example uh to find like the first issues at a decent price Mm -hmm. because that first issue is going for like what $200, something crazy. So I have the trades for Saga, like the first eight trades, just because reading that series and finding those single issues was so hard. It was just way easier to get the trades. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that that is something definitely to add because any old series, 
you you can't really find right. I would say issues again. I would say this in what I've noticed anyway is it's mostly like independent series. Um, I would say that's anything like you have any like mainstream like DC or Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Those are gonna also be hard to find in single issues. Like you're not gonna be able to find like Jeff Loeb's Long Halloween. Yeah, that is true. I was just thinking about like the random series that I've been reading, and then that fucking Jeff Johns Teen Titan run where I've been able to find every single of the 100 <laughs> issues, like no problem, except for issue 100, which I had to find from like this obscure website called Graham Crackers. I don't know, and I've like I find that with like Tom King's Batman run mm-hmm. that I can't necessarily find everything I'm looking for. There's just like some series, but yeah. So if you like are looking to find series that are older. This is the way to do it, is to go into trade. And I think if you're going to get into comics, especially in the beginning, getting into trades is the best best way to do it. Oh, yeah. It's just, again, when it comes to those, like, longer old series, it's just, it's easier and it is way more cost effective. Yeah. And you have no storage pretty much whatsoever. If you are worried about multiple covers, all of your covers are pretty much in the back of trades. Some places do have trades that are specific to those places, like Barnes & Noble does have... Yeah, they have been doing that a lot more. ...exclusive trades, and I think that's just to make sure Barnes & Nobles and bookstores don't die, which is fine. I think trades are the way to start. It's definitely how I started. It was easier access for me at the time so and i think my favorite part of trades personally especially when you're getting into independent trades is that they're only 9.99 so you're only spending a lot of image trades are Mm 9.99 so you're only spending ten dollars to get the beginning of a story and if you don't like it you can kind of fuck off with it yeah you don't have to worry about hating it or like forgetting to take it off your pole being stuck with the second part and utilize your friends if you have friends who read comics who are cool they will let you borrow their comics i know some people are very stingy about their comics because it is you know a thing because these they're fragile it's paper it's easy to just just give the comics back and don't be a shitty friend yeah i mean especially if you enjoy it just give it back yeah, because chances are the person who let you borrow it enjoyed it too. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the most important, important, <laughs> the most important part about like comics is they're kind of different than books. Like books, I'm usually like, yeah, take my book. I don't give a shit about this. I'm weird about books, but like comics, I especially single issues, even trades. I'm just like, I might not ever see this again. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's much more rare to be able to have a comic again or a trade again than it is to have a book again. You can find you can find books wherever. You can't necessarily find a, a single issue of a book anywhere. That's true. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I do agree that you like should borrow books from your friends. I just Keep in mind that if they're letting you borrow it, it's probably not without fear. I have a hard time lending out my single issues of comics to some people 
but trades, for example, like with the trades that I have, I don't have a problem like yeah, sending those out. And I think that the other thing is like the other thing to keep in mind is like these are something that means something to your friends. You form a connection to these comics. You yeah. fall in love with these characters. You get to see these characters. And when you borrow them out and don't get them back. It's very, it's very, very ruining. Yeah, it's like a piece of you is just gone. So yeah. just be respectful. If you are going to borrow from your friends, be a respectable human being. Give yeah. it back after you finish. Uh, that turned out way harsher than I meant it to. But. Well, no, and I, I, I'm sorry that I had to make this point very harsh, but, like, seriously, if you're going to borrow books from your friends, give them the fuck back. Yeah, don't keep it for, like, three years and be like, oh, by the way, I was packing because I'm getting ready to move to another country, and I found these things that I borrowed from you a long time ago. I never got around to reading them, but here they are. And just like I gave a pope on that, like, two years ago, asshole. Yeah, and by that point, they've probably purchased new ones. So just, again, just be respectful of your friends. Don't be a trash human. Okay, so libraries, comics and libraries is yeah. a thing. There are there are comics in libraries. It does exist. Yes, and I just used the internet, looked at two libraries, one in Omaha and one in Lincoln. <laughs> um, they, they do have, like, online catalogs. So we kind of search to see what kind of stuff they have. And they, they both do carry some comics, you know, some little trades. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if you're looking to get into comics and want to read comics and don't have the money or can't afford it, then libraries are the way to go for that option. You might not be able to find exactly what you want, but you will be able to find find comics. And it seems, at least in the Omaha area there are quite quite a few they have tons of jughead (laughs) (laughs) just pointing that out they did seem to have a lot of mainstream um marvel and dc as well as i know that they do have independent books as well so it's just that is an option out there for you so don't don't miss out on that at all oh yeah that's i wish i don't know if it had been around when i was younger and i just didn't know about it or if that's something that they maybe when I got older, decided to do because I used to go to the library a lot when I was younger. A lot. And I don't recall ever seeing comics. So that's cool. Like, yeah. If they just, you know, started doing that after I stopped visiting libraries as much, it's a good idea. You know, and it's not, it's not a bad idea. And it's another form of literature. I know people always kind of poo poo on comics, but. <laughs> They're missing out on a lot of really great stories because there aren't just superhero stories out there, goddammit. No, there's all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, don't don't hesitate to head to your local library and check it out. Check out some books. So once you decide what shop you're going to, what you want to collect, either single issues or trades, and maybe you have a few comics in mind, maybe a few authors... It's time to head to the shop. It's the spookiest part. But it can be one of the most intimidating parts, for sure. Yes. If you are unaware, comic book shops have tons of comics. So... (laughs) Spooky again. (laughs) I feel like most shops are kind of set up in the same way. There are several different walls that you can look on. There, for the most part, will be like a new comic wall where 
every week on Wednesdays when new comics are out, that's where they'll be. It's just that new wall. Yeah. They'll all be together hanging out. And then I know usually they're kind of separated by publisher, but it, again, it just really depends on which shop you go to. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the you know the main publishers, you got DC and then Marvel, and then there's the independent lines like Image, Aftershock, Dark Horse, like all, yeah, all the Valiant, smaller lines. All the smaller stuff, yeah. yeah. And that's how I've seen anyway for the most part is how they are separated. Yeah, at least we went to several different shops in Omaha to kind of get an idea of how other people would set themselves up and just have an idea of what other shops may look like around the U.S., even though it was only three shops. But you know what? With our experience, I also have visited a comic shop in Kansas City that that was also set up the same as that, having its uh, new releases on one wall together and then had separated its big two and then independence. Some people will separate image from the rest of their independence. There has been times I have seen at least uh, new stuff on the new wall and then you'll have all of the other old stuff kind of mixed in in between and it seems to be at least, in my experience, put together alphabetically. Me me too. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the same place. We both went there together. Yes. So on the newer wall, they'll have the issue that comes out that week. Yep. And then all the other older issues will be put like on independent DC Marvel walls, whatever. But yeah, like Champ was saying, some places also do it so that they have the new issues and then a few of the other issues with it. Not all places do that. No. Um, Because it, I can see why it would be confusing to like newer people. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, just like that is, that is one of the first things you'll want to do, especially if you're going to, be going into single issues is to try to figure out where you're going to want to be, how they have this thing, these things set up. If they do have older walls, how far back does it go and what's in their back issues? You know, all of that is other like navigating back issues is a, a whole other thing by itself and usually very, very, fairly easy. Yeah. Very easy. Uh, can be very frustrating though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have had some experiences that were not very fun in the back issues but for the most part places will have all of their back issues in some form of filing cabinet filing cabinet or boxes uh wooden box sort of things you can kind of flip through them and usually in alphabetical order starting with numbers yes and for the most part, they're alphabetical, not just within side like the uh, filing cabinet, but also with the way that they're laid out. So you, in most shops, you should be able to start at A and immediately find B, C, D, and every other part, just in yeah. that order. Yeah. And some shops. Some shops. And sometimes you will not encounter that, and sometimes you will find things out of place anyway that just is the way of the way of the world so yes i personally have noticed that back issues are easy for me if i have a list of what i'm looking for i mean you can do whatever you want obviously but i would suggest not just flipping through back issues to find random stuff like especially for you know first comics or whatever make make a list because then you know exactly what you're looking for and 
And usually when you're making that list, you can find out if something is going to be maybe like overpriced or not like overpriced, but something that's going to be fairly expensive. Yes. So that's why trades are pretty good to go to. That's why I think once you get into the shop, you know, you pick out a couple trades, head to the new release wall and find like a number one of an independent that kind of catches your eye. Flip through it, maybe look it up online see what the solicit is that's kind of how I found found a lot of a lot of new series personally it was just all right I'm gonna go check this out and then kind of read up on the solicits once I saw the covers and if the that grabbed me yeah that's how I was doing it too I always think about that quote the uh don't judge a book by its cover yeah and it's true. It is. It is. It is weirdly true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I have picked up several comics before that had like incredible covers. What most people don't know, or I wouldn't say most people, I would say what some people just don't know is that a lot of the time the cover artist is not going to be the same as yeah, the, interior the interior artist. So the cover could look incredible and inside it just isn't the same artist. So it might not look the same like how you wanted. I struggled with that for a very long time because I am a huge cover person. I love looking at the covers and I just, I have so many books that are bad but the covers were just good. <laughs> this this was my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Do not do this. No. You don't need it. I promise. Promise. So, once you, you know, find whatever comics you want, you can you have a choice at I'm pretty sure it's like an all shop thing mm-hmm, for the most can, part. Yeah, you can create like a poll file, and on your poll file, you can add whatever comic titles you want, and that ensures that when these new comics come out, you get them automatically. You won't have to, you know, come into the shop randomly one day to look for an issue and that they don't have. Yeah, and that's the thing that about comics you'll have to keep in mind too when you're collecting things is some some comic books can. Be hotter than others and that can change how much people grab them and if you wanted this book really bad it could be sold out all over wherever you're wherever you're at and if you try to find it online people will just have the price skyrocketed because they know that nobody can find it so it's one of those things where I think a pull file comes in handy if you do feel really strongly about collecting a book in single issue and you want to have it every week that is pretty much the way to guarantee that yeah we think that's like a major benefit to finding a regular comic shop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think with a pull file most of the times there's some other sort of you know deal involved with having a pull file and if not then that's not a terrible thing anyway because they're still getting you comics so right yeah i know some shops do that if you have a pull file you get like discounts on like back issues or whatever that's sweet especially when you know you're looking up the older series and stuff it's way cheaper yeah and and if you really want something that you don't want to collect trades maybe it's something where you can possibly find most of those issues at your at your shop in the local in the local back issue bin (laughs) Good. I'm keeping that. Okay. I, yeah, I think having a pull file is one of the best best decisions I, I made collecting when I started collecting just because 
I did find that I was missing out on comics because I wasn't going regularly on Wednesday. And then once I did start going regularly regularly on Wednesday, it was around 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So the stuff I wanted might not have necessarily been there. So I I was really happy once <laughs> I got a pull file. And then when a series got canceled, I also was more aware of that because I could have been like, hey... I haven't gotten this book in like a long ass time what happened and it's like oh no it's it's, not, been it's not a thing <laughs> it's like oh okay thanks i was just trying to think if there's any like downside to having a pull file i suppose the only downside to having a pull file is if you don't have the budget in place to have a pull file or if you decide to put a bunch of stuff on your pull file and you can't afford it because you are held to those books. Yeah, if you aren't able to get them and you're just kind of screwing the shop. Yeah. And, and the, you don't want to, you know, you found a shop that made you comfortable. Why would you want to ruin yeah, it? Yeah, and that's, I think, a thing people don't necessarily understand about a pull file is, you know, those that shop might not necessarily be ordering that book otherwise unless you were getting it so you know it's yeah not not picking up your pull doesn't affect just you yeah but that's probably the biggest downfall to a pull file is keeping that in mind and that's important yeah just keeping up to date on the stuff that you get but yeah i mean it's i think it's really worth it it guarantees you the stuff that you want you won't have to go on a fucking search for yeah. it. Yeah. You're, you're just getting it. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about ordering stuff. So say you've been looking for this book at your shop and you can't find it. The most important thing to do if you can't find a book and you're at a shop that you go to all the time is just ask because usually that they can order that book for you. It's... Not 100%, but most of the time, it's something that can be ordered, especially if it's in a trade form, I feel like. Yeah, or else they can point you in the right direction, you know? Yeah, that's something to keep in mind. And once you order things, you know, you do have to wait a couple weeks because you have to send that order in, all of that stuff. Just keep in mind, if you do order things, you're not going to get it in a turnaround of like a week or a few days it's gonna be a little bit of a wait so don't freak out you're gonna get your stuff it's gonna come we promise yes uh but i think that's a another way that you can kind of use the the shop in an advantage to you just to get something that you really really want and you can support your your local shop it's very important yes as well as if you find some really cool cover that you you enjoy Usually you can also special order that for yourself or make sure that you, you know, have that certain cover. Now, now that you have found your your local shop, I think one of the most important parts is not feeling nervous or overwhelmed when talking to the shop employees. Yeah, they're they're not there to judge you at all. <laughs> they just want to help. They just want to talk about comics with you yeah and that and i think that's the main thing to keep keep in mind at least 
with most of us, we aren't elitist about this hobby that we're in. We just really, really love comic books and do really, really want to talk to you about books and suggest things to to you. And get suggestions. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that when we we asked people that was a a thing that came up was feeling overwhelmed when talking to people and I in my experience a lot of shop employees I've dealt with all have some form of anxiety or mental illness or just something going on where we're all the same. We're all nerds. We're all shy. Yeah, we're all shy. We all just want the same thing, and that's to read. <laughs> yeah, it can be uh, very nerve-wracking, especially discussing, you know, more than just the weather with someone that you've never talked to before. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's it's got to happen. Yeah, and especially if you are regularly going into a shop and... If you decide to go at the same time all the time, you're going to see the same person probably a lot. So it's nice to make a little like repertoire with them and get to know them a little bit. And then they get to know you and know what you enjoy and can kind of be able to suggest things to you and get to know what stuff you like as well, which is, I think, a really cool thing about the comic, like the comic book shop in general, like at least with Legend in my experience when I first started going there, that's how it went for me is I just felt really comfortable about talking about things I liked because I didn't feel judged by anyone at all. No, I know that was, that was the main thing about why I liked it so much there too, because I had no idea what I was looking for. I had no idea what kind of stuff that, you know, I wanted to read and everyone was giving me all sorts of titles and yeah, and I think, friendly. yeah, and we're not there to judge you either. It's, if you like a book, that's totally fine. I, and I, I do, I do know that someone will judge you. It's part of life, but it's not part of at least who either of we, who we are personally. I would never judge anyone for something they read because I know the stuff I read. Yeah, and I think that's important <laughs> to keep in mind is we all we all love love stuff that's not necessarily the best thing in the world. We all love bad stuff. Yeah, and that's that's important to keep in mind. Yes. And so yeah, I just I I I wrote this down in the zine and I think it's important to say is I think there's just like something really special about the interactions I have with people when I'm working in the shop. It seems like social interactions usually take a lot out of me and it still does take a lot out of me, but it's something that also fills me with a lot of like life and joy where I'm always enjoying the conversation for the most part. Yeah, because every person is different. So every conversation that you have... You could be talking about the same stuff, but every conversation is so different. Yeah. I just, yeah. So I think that's that's how we feel as shop employees. We love our people. We love our people. Come and talk to us about comics because that's what we want. Don't even say hi. Just like walk up and just start talking about comics. <laughs> that's the most important part because... Don't greet me. Yeah, don't. I'll know who you are then. Oh, this person listens to uh, Heather and I talk. Good. 
I'll greet you, and then you tell me about your comics. I won't. I'll just talk about a completely different comic. (laughs) That's not even closely related to the one you were talking to me about. I'm into it. We'll just literally be talking. And we won't even be talking to each other, just at each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that, my people. It's really funny. I'm imagining it. So, yes, please, please go into the shop. That's... That's the main thing here is support your local comic book shop. We love you here. We want... They support you. Yeah, they support you. We want comics to just keep on keeping on. So I feel like we should do this weird comics are for everyone. Yes. I think, yeah, Wes Craig Craig says it best when he says comics are for everyone except bigots. Fuck them. Because it's true. It's, it should be how everyone feels. It should be. We do realize that that's not always the case, unfortunately. But we want to you. We want to you. <laughs> we want to you. <laughs> but we want you to feel welcome. That's one of the most important parts of this project, too. I mean, at least me personally. You can speak for me, too. Okay. For us is to make sure that we are as inclusive as possible with everything and everyone, especially when it comes to comic books, because nerd culture can be a gatekeeping culture. And I'm tired of that shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how else to say it. I'm tired of the stereotypical yeah, I, nerd. Yeah, and yeah, and... They those people exist, and I I just know that there are more nerds that are are like us, and can relate to the ways we feel about the world around us. That want to get into comics, but are just so put off by a certain type of nerd that coming into this culture seems disgusting and gross. So it's. It's really important to me to definitely point that out and say that we we want everybody into comics. Comics are for everyone except bigots. Fuck them because they can choke and die or something worse, something worse preferably. But yes, I, I want everyone to be able to read comics, enjoy comics, enjoy being a nerd without the fear of not... <laughs> Fitting in, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't want people to be scared to jump into comics or want to be a part of it. Meh. I hate gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's basically it. It's uh, unnecessary. It is. Everyone can enjoy anything. Like, just let people fucking do it. Yeah, let them, let them enjoy their lives and everything involved in that. We would like to help guide you into comics, so if you are feeling... Like, you don't want to go to a place because you don't feel like it would be inclusive. You know, stop by Legend, because I feel like I have a biased opinion. But even before I worked there, I felt like it was the most inclusive place that I had been. Me too. That was honestly why I just kept going back. Yeah, I felt at home because of the people that were around around me for the most part. And that was really nice. Cozy. Cozy. It was very cozy. Very cozy. (laughs) Basically, we just want you to be comfortable 
uh, getting into this world of comics. We don't want you to be worried or scared or intimidated by everything that's happening. That's pretty much the point of what this episode was about, was giving you tips on how to make it easier for you. Yeah. And I really hope that we accomplish this because we do go on tangents sometimes. Yeah. So if you do have any sorts of questions, our inboxes are open, all of them. Send us a message. Ask us any sort of questions you you have. You know, we're, we're still also in the process of learning, but we do have those basics down for sure. So... Yeah, and we, you know, we both work in the shop, so if you ever want to come in and actually have someone show you and give examples of what we were trying to do in this episode, then we would be more than willing to help. For sure. And we also have zines left, so if you want a format where you can read it, we have that as well. So please, please, we hope that we did what we wanted to do, and if nothing else, you enjoyed all of our ramblings. Saga. Saga. What we're saying here throughout the whole entire thing is read Saga. Yes, we, uh, we created the scene. We, we put ourselves out there at Omaha Zine Fest. We're making this podcast all because we want you to read Saga. That's really the bottom line of everything <laughs> that we do is just we, we just really want you to read Saga. And Paper Girls. <laughs> yes, Paper Girls. Okay, so thanks for listening to us. Uh, once again, we did go off on a little tangent there, and we did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we hope you listen again. We have many more ideas. It took us a long time to get this done, but we're learning, so give us a break. Yeah, give us a break. Uh, so we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you on Wednesday. Yes, and you'll, we'll whatever. actually see you. Yeah, whatever. Or you'll see us. Yeah, whatever, whatever Wednesday that is. Free comic book day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to issue number two. And we'll see you for issue number three. Number three. Signing off.